Welcome to Love in the Time of Corona, where we are going to explore love, dating, sex, and staying sane during a pandemic. I'm Alexa. And I'm Devin. And welcome to The Void. We're still working on that tagline. We may or may not keep it. I like it, but I don't know. I don't know if we got that dark yet. So, Devin, hello. Hello, Alexa. How are you? I'm doing well. I am finally out of quarantine, which is nice. I can roam around my house freely and not uh, feel treated like a leper. <laughs> so it is nice to be out of my cage. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I, uh, I'm slowly adjusting to life like a bat. Um, I'm not big on opening my shades a lot of the time, so I'm trying to do that more often because otherwise my apartment just kind of feels like a cave. And uh, we don't like that, especially when we're not leaving very much. Um, but I guess before we talk about what we're doing, we should probably tell our listeners who we are and how we know each other. So I feel like we should probably start with how we know each other. And then we can, you know, get in our heads and talk about ourselves. But how do we know each other, Alexa? Well, we know each other through a mutual friend, Andrew, who was one of my closest childhood friends and someone who Devin befriended at college. Yes, we met in our, uh, our first year hall and then we lived together sophomore year. And from there, I just ended up living in his basement for two summers where Alexa was a central part of that whole experience yes one day i saw devin and andrew walking around the park and my family was having a big greek barbecue and i saw them roaming i invited them over for beer i think one of the many occasions where my dad trying tried to get you drunk Try, to get it's not you even drunk. trying your father just succeeds in getting me drunk whenever he looks at me it's just like here and then he's like Devon, take another beer. And then <laughs> Devin keeps saying yes. <laughs> and Devin and I did bond over Jillian Anderson and that she continues to get more and more beautiful. And I knew he was a quality person and we stayed really good friends. Yes. And any friendship that begins with agreeing that Jillian Anderson is one of the sexiest human beings alive is on stable footing. And really, if I could give advice to anyone looking for a lifelong friend just find someone who has a same celebrity crush as you because that's it's a yeah. great foundation um that's oh, maybe yeah. our first bit of hashtag bad advice on this podcast because maybe that's not enough for a friendship but i think it is so that's how we know each other and now it's been about god three years or so yeah we've been friends and we've taken our friendship onto multiple continents at this point which uh, stick around for more stories on that later Stick around for the story of when Devin hooked up with my friend in Glasgow. That's what he's trying to It'll say. It'll be a banger, literally. Um, oh, and no, no laughter, nothing. <laughs> it was. It was a bad. It pun. was cringeworthy. For, yeah, it was. No, it it made me laugh Good. internally. I'm glad, but Something you see, though. with a podcast, you need to let people know those things because I have uh -huh. a very fragile ego. But who cares? Um, so that's our friendship, but thinking about both of us on our own, Alexa, why don't you tell our lovely viewers a little more about yourself? Who are you? Who am I? Going to throw me into an existential crisis. I try. Um, thank you. 
I am a wannabe history teacher, I guess. I'm unemployed right now. Uh, I'm an occasional stand-up comedian. I'm a part-time troll, full-time weirdo, also full-time Whovian. Uh, talking about <laughs> Doctor Who is my kind of like dirty talk. Mm. Um, and I am a serial single person. You know, I'm, I like being single, um, kind of an identity marker at this point. Men love to run away from me. <laughs> and then we have Devin. And then we the have hand, me. Where women just flock to Well, him. yeah, a little more about me. Um, so, yes, I'm Devin. I. You guys are going to be here for a while. I'm a deaf. Oh, wow. Wow. I thought we were going to be nice to Sorry. each other in the first episode. They have to. They we have did to th- have to re record because we were mean to each other. <laughs> they have to think we like each other. Um, I am Devin, whereas Alexa is only a wannabe teacher. I am an actual English and film teacher. Um, I studied film and English in college because I am a massive nerd and I love stories. So here I am and having lots of thoughts about teaching high school. Um, but that's a different podcast altogether. Um, and yeah, I am born and raised in Maine and love New England. I still live in New England why spending summers in New Jersey was so hard for me, but we will get over that slowly and process in years of therapy. Um, Speaking of therapy, I was raised by therapists. That's an important bit of information about me that will maybe help you understand how I got as fucked up as I am today, but you can decide the more you hear. Uh, And yes, while Alexa is constantly single, I am the serial monogamist in this friendship. Um, I've had very little time in the past five years where I wasn't in a relationship of some sort. Um, And I am newly single. I'm about six weeks out of being broken up with after about a year and a half with a person who I was very in love with and who I'm still very close with. And we're working on that whole friendship thing, which is a thrill ride in its own right. But here we are in the coronavirus. Forcing you to be single. We came up with this idea because we're all trapped indoors. And we're very platonic friends. There's been no real hint of anything between us, has there? There has never been much to um, Andrew's chagrin, who was convinced that it would become something that first summer. But alas. Really? I didn't know that. Because you remember that I am so often in a relationship that that summer I was not in a relationship. And he just assumed that that was the angle. But it wasn't because I wanted a platonic life partner. And I found a platonic life partner with Alexa and she laughs because she's stuck I am stuck you know what though it's okay but it is nice to have a male friend to confide in and get the the male opinion and I think that that idea of having the opposite gender as a friend is something that we both feel so comfortable with and yet is something that so many people feel uncomfortable with That part of the idea of this podcast is that while we'll talk about dealing with dating and love during this time when we're all stuck in our apartments, we also think it's great to have more visibility for a platonic friendship between a man and a woman who can talk about this stuff and be It can happen, people. It can. We are the poster children. I don't know who wants to endorse that, but there's got to be someone who can endorse us. Oh, yeah. I don't know who. Bob Iger, give me money. You're going to be retired soon. You need something to do. Sometimes Seven mentions people who I don't know. Bob Iger is the now former CEO of Disney. 
And oh. really, I think we would make a great Disney show. Or we could be animated characters. Yes. Like in a movie. I think that would be great. Pixar, come at us. If I were an animated character, what would I be? In terms of an actual um, Disney character that already exists, you're, you have a lot of Mushu energy. I was gonna. I was thinking Mushu too. Yeah, yeah. You, you got some big Mushu energy. That's why he's really little. <laughs> <laughs> On this podcast, we will never refer to big dick energy. It will only be big Mushu energy. I've decided that. <laughs> um, now, before we go down a further tangent of Disney characters and sex, which could be uncomfortable territory, or maybe a fun later episode, we could unpack our early childhood sexual education my early sexual education of john corbett and my big frag greek wedding it was my sexual awakening i was like 10 years old nine and i used to rewind the clip of when they would make out in the car like a block away from her parents house so they wouldn't see and not only do i like understand that on a fundamental level i just thought it was super romantic every time i see john corbett i'm just like hey we can footnote here to make sure we do a future episode on our fictional character sexual awakenings because I think that'll tell the viewers a lot about us and I also need to get in the headspace where I can talk about that because it's going to be a lot of unpacking to do for me. Oh, geez. But um, <clears throat> moving on, I think that you know this podcast is meant to be kind of a dual function, right? We are exploring this new reality because we are two young people and trying to navigate singleness in the real world is hard enough already. And then you throw a global pandemic and it just kind of just kind of shits the bed. But we're trying. And we also think that it's great to just talk about romance and sex in a way that is, I think, for our hope, humorous. Whether or not you find us funny is, is your decision. But if you don't, you can just leave. But... You know, not every episode will be strictly about the coronavirus. It could be about broader ideas around romance and sex. But we're always going to want to come back to that reality. And we will have people come on to talk about their relationships, how it's changed coming into coronavirus coronavirus ooh, era, and people who are trying to date and all sorts of things. Um, I mean, we really have some great ideas that we're excited about. I'm happy that someone's excited. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to have a lot of fun. So as, I mean, I'm going on week three of not going in public, uh, only leaving my house to get my 20 minutes of vitamin D and then crawling back inside. Um, what are some silver linings to your quarantine? Um, a big silver lining for me is that another thing to know about me is that I am an aspiring screenwriter. And whether or not that's in the way of crying silently in the back of a coffee shop or like actually going to do something with my life is up for debate. Um, but I finished a script earlier in the year. It was a horror script that was great, that I'm happy about, that I'm working on. But being trapped in an apartment in a small space and spending most of my days on Zoom with teenagers isn't really the time when I want to think about horror because life is a little too close. So I've decided that I'm going to start writing a rom-com because I've had this idea for a while. Alexis heard all about this idea. And I decided that while writing that, I need to do some research, heavy air quotes, research. It's as much research as, you know, trying to find happiness. So I've been watching a lot of rom-coms. Um, and the other night I watched Moonstruck. Have you seen Moonstruck? 
Of course, I've seen Moonstruck. Moonstruck is incredible. For anyone who is listening and has not seen Moonstruck, I won't be offended. Pause the damn podcast now and go watch it because all you need to know is Cher, Nicolas Cage, the 1980s, and New York romance. And a wooden hand. And a wooden hand. And if that doesn't pique your interest and maybe also get you a little horny, I don't know if I want to know you. So go watch Moonstruck. Oh, God. The scene where she makes a mistake and then he carries her into the bedroom. Oh, my God. It's, I mean, I never really thought of this in my life, but I would love to be carried by Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. Young Nicolas Cage. Do you know I met Olympia Dukakis? Shut up. You did not. It's the Greek connection. Yes. Oh, God. A family friend made a wonderful documentary about her. And um, I don't know how, but we ended up at her apartment for dinner with her husband, Louis Zorich, 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 who has since passed away, but he was lovely. And we talked about uh, comedy and we just had a really lovely time. And she told us that the last scene of Moonstruck with the whole family around the table was improvised. That's wild. Truly, there are lots of silver linings to um the quarantine like i'm running more because i live near a nature trail where no one ever goes so i can get out there and that feels great i have have tried like for three summers to become a runner and i can make it through a week and then after a a week my knees start to hurt and i'm like i fucking i can't do this like it it's not fun it's so boring oh i love it it's very meditative for me once, when it doesn't suck, once it stops sucking, when you first get into it, it's just awful. And I am a asthmatic. Another fun thing about me. So it always sucks a little bit, but it makes me, makes me feel like I'm in control of something when instead I'm, again, sitting at a table looking at teenagers on Zoom, who I love. I love my students, if any of you have found this. At least you can't, like, smell them through Zoom because <laughs> I, I do love the kids who I've worked with, but... I've worked with a lot of middle school, and my, oh my, <laughs> some of those stenches, could, they could kill you. Yeah, I mean, high school, we get away from it mostly, but, but really my big silver lining at the end of the day is that as a movie nerd, I get to watch a lot, and Moonstruck has been the high point of my watching, and I'm just, Cher in that movie might be my ideal human, um, and, you know, Cher, if you're out there, Come on the pod. We'd love to hear your thoughts on romance or just to talk to you. If we got share on the podcast, I don't know. What's something that people promise each other? Like, I don't think you want my firstborn. You know? <laughs> no, I don't want you your know? child. You can deal my with God, that. My child is going to be exactly like me. I know. I, I don't want to deal with that it's shit. Terrifying. I will be a great fun uncle who will come and yeah. hang out and educate the child because I didn't go to a hashtag state school. Um, oh, oh, my God. Jeez, we're supposed to be nice to each other, Devin. We are being nice. I'm, I'm helping to fill the gaps in your future parenting. That's what I'm here for. That's what friends do. I think my, I think my children will be very well educated. They're going to be weirdos. I mean, they are going to be ABBA listening. You know, (laughs) Greek speaking little freaks. They'll be fabulous. But. They will be. They'll be fabulous. 
So if that's my silver lining, Alexa, what is what is your silver lining? It's very clear, and I think all the women in the world will agree with me, is that we don't have to wear bras. <laughs> and there has never been in a point in my life where I have not had to wear a bra for this many consecutive days. And I don't know if I'll be able to go back to wearing bras. That seems like a, a fair fear. And I've spoken to a lot of my female friends about this, and we have all, you know, had this concern of when we emerge back into real life, how will our little boobies handle being put in a cage <laughs> every day? So, which is why I was thinking, you know, female nipples are wrongfully sexualized. Uh-huh. We should just sexualize male nipples so we don't have to wear brows anymore. <laughs> Deep and then quarantine thoughts. It's fair game. If everyone's nipples are sexualized, then women kind of have a past to just not wear a bra anymore. Mm -hmm. And Andrew Cuomo and I are on the same page. How Andrew does, Cuomo. Wait, how does Andrew Cuomo? Okay, let me tell you. So Andrew Cuomo, as we know, has been leading the coronavirus effort in New York and I think has been doing a very good job. Uh -huh. And Andrew Cuomo has been very outspoken, but recently in a press conference, he was wearing a white shirt. And for those of you who have not seen this, please Google this. I haven't seen and, this. Okay, Google it. And you can see two like ring, ring-shaped things oh coming my out God. from his shirt. And I said to myself, this can't be true. <laughs> Governor of New York, she doesn't have his nipples pierced. I don't even know how old he is. But then my sister and I did a deep Google image search and lo and behold, they are definitely nipple rings. There was one picture where he's standing on the side, and you can definitely see the ring. So Andrew Cuomo and I are on the same page about sexualizing male nipples. I'm waiting for the next press conference where he takes off his shirt and shows his pierced <laughs> nips to the world. I would love for there to be a press conference where Andrew Cuomo just strips down and says, I am here, world. Take me. I mean, Chris Cuomo could take off his shirt any time of the day. But Andrew Cuomo definitely has his nipples pierced. If anyone can confirm this, please let me know. And he and I are on the same page. And I think that it will be the two of us to kind of lead this revolution of sexualizing male nipples. And in a few months or years, whenever this shit ends, please everyone be nips. Months. Please don't be years. Oh, my God. I know. Existential I screaming. Have Every day I find a new white hair sprouting from my head from the stress of this. <laughs> and I think I'm going to come out with like a head of white hair. But I'm ready for male nipples to be sexualized. Mm -hmm. Don't want to wear bras anymore when this shit's over. Um, and Andrew Cuomo and I are going to be the ones to lead this revolution. Here's my thing. When you think about, you know, a sexual script between a heterosexual man and woman typically a man spends time on the boobs mm -hmm. have you spent time on the boobs i've spent plenty of time on the boobs i am a i'm a fan of the boob time i think everyone is because i know they're like more nerve endings for women but sometimes it's too much there's like a very fine line between enough boob play to am i breastfeeding you there's like <laughs> And I think some men like some men cross that line, some men teeter line, but then also there's some men who like skip the boob, and it needs to be kind mm -hmm. of exact. 
But for women, we don't pay any attention to the male no. nips. Yeah, my, my nipples have definitely been underappreciated in my sex life. But, like, do you want them to be appreciated? You know, I've never thought about it before. And um, I now know what I will meditate about when I'm on my run this afternoon. I'll have to think really long and hard about my nipples and how I want them to enter back into my sex life when I can be touched again. So maybe this, this is all about... Oh, please. Maybe this is all about equality for the nipples. I think that's yeah. where I'm going with this. I like you know, it. Equality for the nips. Yeah. They should, all nips should get some action. Mm -hmm. Action for all nips. Action for all nips. That's a bummer I'm going to tweet that at Andrew Cuomo. I like it. I think that should be our first um, pod t-shirt. Action for all nips. Yeah. yeah. I think it's yeah, great. Yeah, I mean... Everyone's nips deserve some action. They do. Okay, Cuomo. All right. Um, you have a standing invitation once you're finished saving New York from Corona to come on the pod and really talk about your nipples. You can talk about anyone's nipples. It'd be great if you want to come on and talk about your brother's nipples. Alexa would be really into that. Um, and I would be entertained, to say yeah. the least. Chris Cuomo's hot. I don't disagree. You know, I will say, not a silver lining. But something I've thought a lot about, and I know something that you've thought a lot about while we've been in our quarantine, is how does one stay engaged? And how does one maybe make some money in quarantine? And we were talking about this before taping, and you had quite the idea to consider. When you said, when you said stay engaged, I'm like, I'm not engaged to anyone <laughs> besides... <laughs> My parents, who I will be living with for the rest of my life. Um, Shouts yeah, so to I am, Nick and Lisa, my favorite people, honestly, except for my parents, but they're also great. Honestly, I do think of my friends like my parents more than me most of the time. Um, Devin, don't comment. I came on board for you. I met your parents at Sweet and the Deal, but I've stayed around for you. Let there be Thank no you. debate. It is you I Thank love. Thank I, I do love Hotel Mommy Daddy. The accommodations are nice. <laughs> It's good. It's a good gig. But um, yeah, so I'm newly unemployed. Um, I was living in Greece and my program quickly ended because of the coronavirus. So I had to come back. And now I am somewhat aimless. I think a little bit better now that I'm out of quarantine and I can kind of start a schedule. Today I exercised for the first time. Round of applause. Uh, thank you. I'm very tired though. Uh, I applied to two jobs, but I'm still unemployed and will be unemployed for a long time. And I know a lot of people are facing unemployment, but I was just thinking, what's a way that I can make money and not be a cam girl? Because I would be like the worst cam girl of all time um, <laughs> for so many, like for so many reasons. It would make for some really great future stand-up material, though. But... Okay, one, as a teacher, you can't do anything like that. Two, I'm so lazy. It's true. It's true. Those are both true things. I can't even be bothered to put on bra. Do you think I'm going to like put makeup on and do my hair? No. I mean, you could find an audience out there with uh, no face, just lazy. That could be your, your brand. I can show off this big chin pimple to the world. Um <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> anyway, cam girl um, was out. Yeah. So then I thought, hmm, phone sex, but not for the typical reason. 
just for the sole purpose of being able to practice my accents and get stand-up <laughs> material. <laughs> you don't think phone sex is a viable money-making scheme right now? No, I definitely do think it is a viable money-making scheme because so many gross men are at home with nothing to do. I have so many concerns, like how would I get paid? Um, what would, like, what would I really have to talk about? Would I audition for this thing? You know, like, how does even how does one even join this profession? Do I put this on my LinkedIn? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think that's exactly what a future principal wants to see is, you know, Rutgers, master's degree, Fulbright, accomplished phone sex artist. Yeah. You could, it could lead to a really good phone interview. And all my interviews are going to be on the phone mm -hmm. for schools. Um, so it is something I'm thinking about. It is something that I'm going to continue to research and we're going to continue to bring up whether or not I should do this just because I think it'd be kind of funny. I think the phone sex is, I mean, the more I think about it and the more I have heard you talk about it, the more I'm like, this could be fun. I could do this. It's a, it's a nice, like, flexing the literary muscles, trying to come up with some good erotic uh, material. I mean, I've always thought of the backup career as writing erotic fiction. I just don't know if I have the material for it yet. So maybe this is, this is the answer. Yeah, so I'm going to revisit the phone sex debate. Um, I'd love people's input on whether I think I should do it. Um, and talking about people calling in or writing in, we would love to hear from you guys. We are a bad advice podcast. We can't guarantee we'll give you good advice. We are not Cheryl Strayed. If you want to listen to a good advice podcast, pause this and go listen to Dear Sugars, um, where Cheryl Strayed and Steve Almond will touch your soul with their wisdom. We might not touch your soul, um, but we'll do our best. And we promise here before all of you that we will never not give you advice. Um, we will, as we said before, have people on this show everywhere from our friends to some professionals talking about everything from dating to therapy to, I don't know, we might even make a Tinder profile at some point. We are making Devin a Tinder. This is going to be an ongoing project for us because Devin is going to be our guinea pig for online dating during the pandemic. I am sitting out this one because <laughs> I have had enough experiences to literally turn my hair white, which is what it's turning. So I'm going to take a back seat and I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be the backseat driver on that, this inevitable car crash. You know, I think that you'll fit into that role really well and I'm ready to drive us off a cliff. I'm actually a very good driver. Well, regardless. Whoa, whoa. You've been in the car with me and I said, I'm a very good driver and you just didn't say anything. <laughs> I am a good driver. I mean, you are a New Jersey driver, which is its own beast. Yeah. You're really good Thank there. You. Anyway, we will have people on. People will talk about things. We will make me a Tinder, but we will always, well, we would really just love to have a time at the end of the podcast where we can answer your questions comment on your thoughts and really just hear what you're thinking about. What are yeah. you struggling with? Where are you in your dating life? How is coronavirus fucking with that or not? <laughs>
Maybe you're having a great time with it. And if so, maybe you can give us advice and then we can give you bad advice back and hopefully sabotage you so you can't be happier than us. And Oh, that's you can do that. I'm not going to take part <laughs> in that. But if you do send us hate mail, we will read it out loud. I love hate mail. So really questions, comments, concerns, um, please send us send it our way. We don't Definitely have it do now that. for recording, but um, once this is posted and we uh, take everything to the oh, next level and define this podcast, we will make sure that you know how to get in touch with us. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm a little terrified to make a Tinder. I've never had a online dating profile in any way, shape, or form. I just tend to stumble into my series of relationships, but uh, it's a new frontier. It's going to be fun, and I'm ready for this car crash. Me too. Everyone, buckle up. All right, it's time for me to go make dinner for my family. Um, and but... I need to go take my run and meditate about male nipples. Thanks for listening to Love in the Time of... Corona! Remember to stay inside, wash your hands, and stay healthy. Thanks for tuning in. Bye! Bye!